Oh, guess who's back? Back again. Flippy's back. Where you been? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Hey guys, it's Flip. Oh my God, it it it's been since June since I put up a podcast. Let me explain what's going on, guys. Um, I have uh, since I guess uh, end of June, early July, I have been working on a game show. I've been writing on this new game show called Funny You Should Ask. Uh, you can go to funnyyoushouldask.tv, put in your zip code, and find out where to watch it. It's a syndicated show. Um, I've basically been writing trivia questions and jokes for those questions, and it's been amazing, but it's been all-consuming. Um, just every day I'm doing that, and then uh, I'm a working guy, and then on the weekends I just fucking pass out. So, uh, for those of you that have been followers and fans of uh, the podcast, I apologize profusely for my, um, my, uh, for my slacking on it. I really do. Um, but I am back on a cruise ship right now. One of the reasons that I got the writing gig, um, aside from, you know, wanting to write, is that cruise ship work kind of dried out, so I needed to find something. And with cruise ships, uh, it allotted me the time to do a lot of other things, like podcasts when I'm on the ship and when I'm at home. I didn't have to go out and, you know, to an office job, so I had time to do the podcast on a more regular basis. Whatever the point, whatever I'm trying to say is that I'm sorry it's been slacking. I will do my best to get back on it. Um, but I will be writing until the end of March, so some podcasts might be few and far between. But this week, I am back with um, a very funny comic, Orlando Leba. He's working on the ship with me. He's a Florida comic, and he's very, very funny. And uh, this week uh, on this show, we've talked uh, what I usually talk to comics about, how you got started, you know, uh, influences, and uh, talked especially with cruise comics about, and especially with Orlando, it's only his second time doing a cruise ship, you know, what he's uh, uh, finding interesting about it. It was a very uh, informative, uh, fun show, as they usually are. Um, and um, I think you guys will enjoy it. I hope you will. If you like the show, this is what it's all about. Uh, right now, I don't have um, any shows coming up in, uh, on the road, because again, I'm doing this writing thing. It's, it's fun. It really is fun writing on this show. It's, I'm hoping that this is going to lead to some other big, wonderful things. No, to quote Allison, I know it's going to lead to some big, wonderful things. But you can always see my dates and everything at the website, flipisfunny.com. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Um, let's just start this damn episode. This is episode 206, the latest one since June, with uh, my buddy Orlando Leba. Enjoy. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever That's on their minds. That's how I do. What is this device here? That's how uh, I charge my Apple Watch. Yeah. It's a little... I got all the techie yeah, stuff well, in yeah. here. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you um, do. I, I learned. I got the projector up there. I just... This little mount for my speaker, this magnet that goes... It uh, broke yesterday. I was trying to make it work in the showroom. And this part came off, so I just had to glue it yesterday. So it's been sitting and drying for a day. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Just make things a little more comfortable while you're here. You know? A little bit more comfortable. Exactly. And uh, we're going, man. Let's go. Let's go. We're going. We're going. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, it's me. It's been a couple months. But um, who's counting? 
except for me. Uh, I'm here with Orlando Leba. What's up, Orlando? What's up, Flip Schultz? Not much, man. We're here on the Norwegian Escape, um, back on the ships. That's one of the reasons why I haven't been uh, um, podcasting for a while. But uh, Orlando, uh, it's, what is this, your second time on a ship? Second time on the ship, Second yeah. time on the ship, man. Yeah. How you digging it? Uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah? Gets it done, man. It does get it done. Yeah, it gets it's, it done. It's, it's, it's like, it's different from a regular road gig, isn't it? It's more, it's way more comfortable. And they they don't stop feeding you. Yeah. That's the main thing. The, the biggest problem I think you have here is maintaining a certain weight level if you care about stuff like that. Oh, uh, 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, for those who've never been on a ship, like he's, he's right, they, you don't stop eating. There's always places to eat, so if you're bored, oh, I guess we'll go eat, and then they have a gym, but I think it's more for decoration. Yeah, everything's brand new in their spotless, uh, hardly been used. What, what, in the gym? Yeah, yeah. the gym's been hardly been used. I, I tried, I tried, I go in there. Stairmaster still has uh, the plastic on it and the price tag. Yeah, yeah, yep, that's the way it is. I went in there, I did two miles. I've been on the, on the ship for... A week and what two days and I've done two miles collectively. Collectively, yeah. good for you. Not every day. That's two cool. miles more than most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I try to go because um, I'm people. You know, people always say, "What do you? You you look so skinny." You're, I've got like this little fucking ET gut. Mm-hmm. I've been. I've had that my whole life. I've always had this little gut. I've never been able mm-hmm. to get rid of it. So I'm not more about getting in better shape. I'm just maintaining what I've always had. Exactly. That's what I think is the uh, the key to my no, success. No, I've surpassed my average. It's not now. I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to bring sexy back, people. That's what I'm. That's what. Uh, that's what I say. I'm bringing sexy back. I've been saying that for the last four years. How's it going? Is sexy back yet? No, no way near back. There's a lot of hair, but there's no sex. So you're bringing Harry back? I'm bringing Harry back, yeah. All right. At least there's a back involved. Yeah. At least you're bringing something back. Yes, exactly. So Orlando is, uh, you're from, you're you're originally from Dominican Republic, right? Uh, originally born in Puerto Rico, uh, then moved to Dominican Republic after the government found out about my... Uh, Harry back? Yeah about uh, our documents and but I was born a citizen so I am a citizen raised in Dominican Republic moved to New York didn't like that place uh, as a kid because I just finished coming from an island where it was hot and Caribbean and palm trees and first time I landed in New York City it was snowing I was like what is this you've never seen snow before no oh nice so then I was just like what is this and why do I have to put on more clothes on right now? And uh, that was it. Didn't like that. And then we moved down to Florida. Became a Florida kid. Grew up in Florida. And that's where you started comedy, too. Yeah, started comedy. And what year did you start comedy? Uh, let me see. Uh, I will say seven years back, eight years back. Jeez. Such a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still so young feel in this it. business. Yeah, I just got lucky. You know, a lot of people starting comedy, they're like, hey, man, like, oh, how do you, I, I was just like, man, I really got lucky. I ended up in a circle of friends that were already way more experienced than me. So through them and watching them, and we just recently had this conversation also through the improv in Miami, uh, I was able to, I guess you could say develop faster mm-hmm. than, than the average uh, person just going up because... 
you know, if 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 you watch good comics, if you surround yourself by people that are at your same level, it's those corny lines that people say, mm-hmm. you're going to stay at that level. So, man, I got lucky and I just, I ended up, let me see, John Wynn. First guy that told me I was funny, uh, comic that I respected was Dave Williamson. I always got to say that. He told me that at the Fort Lauderdale Improv. He was like, hey, man, you got something. And then John Wynn stepped up and he was like, hey, man, I'm doing this this web series called Labor Days. You want to be part of it? And I was just like, yeah, whatever, let's just do it. And then, so then I ended up around John Wynn, Forrest Shaw, Al Jackson. Um, These Dave are all really Williams. good Florida comics. Yeah, yeah. Dave Williamson, uh, Lisa Correo, um, John Vargas, Oni. It was just like so many guys that were more advanced than me, mm-hmm. and I had no choice. And at the improv, getting back to the improv, they were so great to me. Uh, Melissa and Justin, which were the managers there at the time at the Miami Improv they once I did a couple of over, open mics and I had such great um, energy with them and friendship I, they were like hey anytime that you want to come see a show just come you can hang out in the back of the room up against the wall and watch it and that's what I did man I lived 15 minutes from the Improv every time there was a big show that a big guy was coming to town I was in there bro nice that's the little backstory. I like it. It's a good backstory, man. And it's fun because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, <coughs> excuse me, I'm a Florida comic too. Although I started way before you in the nineties, mm-hmm. back before the social media and all that stuff that totally changed the game. And, um, it's nice when I, you know, when, as I remember when I was starting out, there were guys ahead of me that would look at me and like, Oh, you know, here's the kind of the next generation coming up. And, uh, it's weird now that I'm in that mentality that I'm that guy and I look at guys like you and Dave and Forrest and these guys that came up after me mm-hmm. and it's good to see uh, Florida guys you know ra- still raising the bar it's yeah, very man, nice man and breaking that whole there was I guess right when I came in there was this whole stigma about Florida comics I don't even know what they were saying but they were like oh you're a Florida comic oh, okay like there was this whole yeah there's I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was because there were a lot of great comics that came yeah. out of Florida yeah, you know, like among others, Tosh came out of Florida. Yes. Uh, Brian and Dennis Regan. Yes. Um, uh, was it Mitch Hedberg? Yeah. Um, isn't Carrot Top? Carrot Top. Carrot yeah. Top actually. Uh, Carrot Top went to my went to FAU. Yeah. A couple of years before I got there. Yeah. Yeah. So all these like really. Roy Wood Jr. He came out of uh, what is it? I think. I think he was Louisiana, wasn't he, or Alabama? No, he graduated from uh, Florida University. Uh, I want to say Flomo. I might have that wrong, but he's a Florida guy too. I always thought he was like an Alabama guy. Yeah, Louisiana originally, but I think he started doing comedy in Florida. Huh. I know he's on the radio and uh, in Louisiana or Alabama, mm-hmm. one of those things. But yeah, a lot of great comics. But for whatever reason, there was this, like you said, stigma. Because I think. There was always this, like, um, pretension where it's like if you weren't from New York, you weren't from Chicago, you weren't from Houston, or you weren't from L.A., you weren't from anywhere. Yeah. You know? And that's uh, that's just wrong because, as we see, great comics come from everywhere. And great great artists come from everywhere, too, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if you're a musician and you're not from Detroit, it doesn't mean you're not good. Right? Uh, yeah. That, yes. You didn't even have to, shouldn't have had to think about that. So who now? Who were your influences when you were coming up? Um, Say Flip Schultz. 
Say it. Uh, this oh man, this guy called Skippy Green. Oh fuck him. Oh that Same guy sure. is uh, legendary. <laughs> it, hardly you know it's hard to see Skippy Green because it's a pretty X-rated show, but he's, he's awesome. a pussy kid. Yeah. yeah, and then um, no seriously, who uh, I saw I saw a, a tape of uh, Eddie Murphy Raw, mm. and that was awesome. But I also you know being in Dominican Republic, you were also seeing a lot of. Like black and white Jerry Lewis uh, comedy, and then there was a guy from Mexico called Cantinflas. You would see that, like, you would see all these movies, and some of them you wouldn't understand, uh, like the Jerry Lewis stuff, but the physicality, his right. comedy, you got it. Oh, that's funny, you know? Yeah, I noticed that you do because it's funny. Like, um, like, as you guys are listening, you see Orlando's like a very just kind of soft spoken. And, you know, just, yeah, this is a, you know, a, I, I don't know how to put it, like a very... Uh, monotone. Monotone. I was exact, just the word I was about to say, very monotone way of talking. And you'd think that would translate to the stage, but you get on stage, it's like you get amped up like five, six levels. Yeah. And, you know, you're very, you're, your eyes get very, like, you know, you're very expressive with your yeah, eyes. Yeah. And occasionally you throw out like a, ha like a, like a... Yeah, that's little, like a nervous tick. A little, like, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. presented like a nervous tick, but it's, it's very smart because it's, it's almost like a... Um, uh, a, a, a break like mm-hmm. it's a quick little like you guys still listening kind of thing you know yeah and it's 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 a quick turn that uh well that i started embracing the excitement of being on stage so when i first started i used to do like a lot of i i would just like let me just get through my jokes and now it's like now i'm 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 in i really am enjoying but do you, do you think that came from like watching Jerry Lewis and the physicality and the in the silliness, or is that just something that was innate in you? Innate in me. Was it? Because like in, I guess there's there's different levels of who you are as an individual. So I started really bringing that when I'm with friends and that energy. When I'm with my close friends, when I'm talking with my mom, my mom is really funny, and. Now I'm bringing that actually to the stage. As seven years have gone by, eight years have gone by, I'm starting to bring that more on stage and I'm starting to enjoy the crowd more. And actually the ha-ha pop, uh, my wife pointed out to me, she goes, when you're really having fun on stage, it happens a lot. You hear it a lot and the audience gets caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And they're in like, that excitement yeah, that, that you're and, excited. Yeah, yeah, that I'm excited. So yeah. that's where that, that's where, yeah. That's where it is, man. That's where it is. The and your, your parents are totally behind you on this. Yeah, yeah. She's always been very supportive of my mom. Yeah, because yeah. like, and um, no, explain that because you just got because you're uh, and you okay with me saying your age? Uh, yeah, I'm forty years old. Okay, he's fifty-eight years old. Mm-hmm. You started about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, forty years old, so you started in your early thirties. Yeah, which uh, is fine. Some guys start a little earlier, whatever. But you had some like job jobs before yeah. you started, right? Yeah. And when uh, you decided that you wanted to go full-time into comedy and you left all that behind, like, mm-hmm. where was anybody telling you, dude, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, mm-hmm. why would you give this up? No, no, this, not really, not really. My wife, uh, she was a singer, and she still sings off and on. She's an advertising executive now, so she does that for a living. She does uh, commercials. But... um she was very supportive and it's crazy because it's like she didn't marry in she didn't come into the marriage in, with a comedian she came into the marriage with a guy who worked for the power company right and then uh, 
left his power company job at Florida Power and Light and got a job at CBS News. Ended up being a cameraman and satellite engineer for CBS News. That's the guy who she married. Mm -hmm. And then she saw that I had this in me. And then um, she was very supportive of it. But I guess it's also the right woman she knew. I told my mother about it. She came and saw me at a show and she was like, no, this is what you were meant to do. Really? And then she started describing to me as a little kid, uh, when you were around your grandfather and stuff, they would teach you dirty jokes and then you would repeat them. And I don't remember this. I don't recall any of this. She goes, you would repeat them. And it was such a shock to the family because here's this little kid, you know, six years old telling these dirty jokes he doesn't even know what he's talking but he's not missing a beat in him your delivery so was you had, good you had the, the timing was yeah, uh, the timing yeah the timing and it's like we talked about you how you as a kid knew that you wanted to be a stand-up you right. figured it out quick yeah uh talking about flip here and i just said wow man i wish i i i wish that i would have been able to like oh hone in but because really I didn't know what it was till I saw Eddie Murphy Raw. See, I was that way with uh, Robin Williams Live at the Met. Mm -hmm. That was when I was a kid. I saw that special and I went, "That's that. That's it. That's what I want to do." Yeah, yeah. No, and, I didn't know that's what I wanted to do, but I knew. Oh, this is an actual. This is an actual thing. Thing. Yeah, where like people just get up with get a microphone up, can, and this talk. is a job, and you can get up yeah. and make people laugh, and they'll make a movie out of it. Yeah, make, that's yeah. the way I saw that. You could be on the big screen, they make a movie, and people come out to a theater and they come and see you. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So, no. No. I for me, it wasn't even about movie. It was just like, oh, you get to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. I, like, were you a class clown when you were a kid? Yeah, always. Yeah. So yeah I got way. labeled all of that stuff, me yearbook too. stuff, and so, I just didn't know. You know, I didn't. Even though I had seen, I think, Eddie Murphy Raw by then, I still, it still wasn't clicking. It still What wasn't. made it click? What, because uh, uh, you're, you know, you're, you're a kid, you see the Eddie Murphy Raw, yeah. you know you could tell a joke, you were a class Mature, clown, you yeah. could get the, but So you, I started, I started comedy in my 30s, so I'm 32 when I started doing comedy. So there was, uh, there was a, a there was a click I guess at 30, where like, you know, there's a certain level of uh, confidence that comes into you. Like, holy shit, I made it to 30, you know, and mm -hmm. that that inner man starts coming out of you. The real like manhood starts really happening. I, I'll, I'll just say for me, manhood really starts that happening. All the little kid, all the little worries are starting what people think, what people care, are starting to fall behind you. Mm -hmm. And now you're feeling more comfortable in your skin. And then I started, you know, just vocalizing my thoughts. And that's what happened. That's And then we did it. I did it. What do you mean you started vocalizing your thoughts? My, the just, stuff that I was thinking, you know. Just the, started uh, saying them out loud yeah, and yeah, getting laughs at it? Yeah, and getting laughs, you know. All right. And then... Um, then what, what brought you to the stage? Brought me to the stage. We went on vacation. I want to say when I turned, uh, when I turned 31, we went on vacation to New York City and um, went to Gotham mm -hmm. a Comedy Club. And we saw, last name Grooms. Kyle Grooms. Kyle Grooms. From Florida. From Florida. Mm -hmm. Great. And backstory to 
Kyle Grooms to work for CTV. Yeah. Like the TV station down in Florida. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just like, oh, shit. And I'm working at CBS. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. We left the club that night. And um, the next morning in New York, I called down to my to the Miami Improv. And I was like, hey, how, how can I make stage time? And they gave me all the information. And then I talked with Ramon Garcia. He was mm-hmm. running the open mic. And he was like, hey, pretty easy, man. Bring in like five people and you get like five minutes. You know, they can come in for free. There's a two drink minimum. He explained the whole order. I went. Uh, I wish I had that set on tape, and but I don't. And uh, I don't remember what I said on stage. You don't remember your first set? Really? I don't remember my first set. Really? I, I've never really, now that I'm getting older, it's when I'm starting to write stuff down, mm-hmm. like my set list and stuff. Like, and you, always, you tape all your sets now too, right? No, I'm taping, yeah, because it, it all used to be off just off of my head you know and I and I did that and I got laughs then uh, I did it again and didn't get that many laughs because I decided to become structured that second time oh I'm off and then didn't get laughs that second time that third time came back loose again just let me go off of my head let me go get those bullet points just on my head and let me swim did better and then moved on and uh also me being older i was able to like talk to other comics older comics Mm -hmm. fat like more comfortably and then the guys that were around me too the guys that were doing the open mics but you got to understand i'm 32 and the guys doing the open mics some of them are yeah older than 32 but they're like an attorney or a doctor. That's just doing this for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Wanted to yeah and bringing their group of friends. and Or the opposite. They're, you know, they're 18, they're 19, they're still in college. They're still figuring life out. So I was caught in that in-between place. Okay. So, sorry, had to burp. But it's all right. Burp all you want. If you yeah. want to yeah. fart, go for it. No, no, I'm not doing that. Dude. Dude. Sorry. Still makes me laugh. Um, so okay, so you uh, so you were in that middle spot, like that in between with the other. So you can yeah. that's cool. So you can hang with the older guys and just yeah. blatantly say like, so you know what's this and how do you do this and da 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 without yeah. being like the young guys going um yeah. blah blah blah. You know, very shy and timid. Yeah. So you had that advantage. I had that advantage, and then um, I did. I started doing the math. I I said, well, I want to get on stage. How do I get more on stage? And then hosting was available. And just be clean and have a good, be able to connect with the audience real fast. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of had that, so I started doing that. So I started hosting, and meanwhile, while people were worried about featuring, I noticed that hosting you get up more around town. Yeah, hosting. You know, the, when I started, there was um, my club down there was Uncle Funny's, and the guy that ran it, who was kind of my mentor at the time, was named Andrew Dorfman. Yeah. And Andrew used to say, there's an art to hosting. Hosting is a lost art because guys who go, they think that hosting, you go first, you have the shit end of the stick. When in reality, you have the toughest job. You have the most important job, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, the headliner might be the reason they're coming. But if the beginning of the show isn't solid Mm -hmm. and it doesn't flow, flow. it's it's not going to be a good show. They don't trust the show. Exactly. I I always explain that. And I've been on the road with friends of mine, and I'm not going to say any names. But I've actually told a headliner where I'm on the road with 
my friend who's a headliner and I'm featuring and because of the host that we got in that town is who they are or mm -hmm. the way that they host, I told my friend, hey, listen, uh, why don't we do this? Why don't I host? We slide the host back one and we give him 10 minutes and then I'll come back and do another 10 minutes in between. So I'll do 10 minutes up top, bring in the host. He does 10 minutes. Then I'll do another 10 minutes after the host, setting the table up for you. And then you come on. Because that's... That's that's very noble. I've, that's putting the show before your set. That's egg, very noble. But that's the thing that, yeah. like... Um, a, it helps my friend out because it's it, they're going to be like, oh, that Joe Schmo show wasn't good. It's It falls on the headliner. Right. It's not going to fall on me. It's not going to fall on the host. It falls on the headliner. Right. Um, that's the way. And then it just is a smooth... It's just so... The show goes so smooth, man. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's... The, the, you're very... Um, very astute. Yeah. I also sat back, man. I watched a lot, man. I, I really did watch and and understanding the science of, of, man, if you're a good host, that second drink gets ordered by the client and they don't even have to think about it. Right. When you're not a good host, I've seen the audience members, the server walks up to them and it's like, are you ready for your second drink? No, no, let me think about what else I'm... Yeah. Because it's not let me think about what else I'm going to order. It's let me think whether or not this show's worth me getting a third drink, a second drink, a third drink, and, which the second drink is mandatory. Right. It's a, when they're la when you get them hooked in. Oh, they're you, they're yeah. buying drinks. It's a party. It's a party. You want to create that atmosphere. You yeah. know, whether the comic is silly like Pablo Francisco or just, uh, you know, a great monologist like Jim Jeffries or Bill Maher or something mm -hmm. like that, it's still going to be a party. Yeah. And you want that cl the club remembers the. It's so funny. It's show business, that, yeah. that old saying, you know, mm -hmm. but you can't have the, sh uh, the show without the business. And mm -hmm. if they're drinking, yeah. doesn't matter what the head, who the headliner could be, you know, a movie star, or it could be some road guy. But if they're selling drinks, they're going to bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. So if you they remember them, they remember yeah. those ticket sales. Exactly, right? and the servers remember you too because you're, you know, they're going to be getting tipped more. Mm -hmm. You know, and and uh, also I always try to mention this to any host: always give it up for your servers. Yeah. Because you do that, you give them that little shout out. People remind the people, oh yeah, we should take care of them. Servers remember you. Hey, when are we getting Orlando Lapa back? He's always, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of guys gave me that. Forrest Shaw told me not to go. He taught me how not to go over on time. Uh, he, that was like my first time uh, I met Forrest Shaw. He yelled at me. I always I like to tell that story randomly. And uh, Nary Sines also gave me a lot of great advice. By the time I met Nary, he was already like headlining off nights and doing and Forrest was already on the road with like Jim Jeffries and stuff. And Dave Williamson was all traveling the country already. Mm -hmm. So Lisa Correo had that balance of corporate gigs and doing Comic-Con type stuff and also doing the nightclub. So again, going back to my relationships, my the, the people who I chose to surround myself with and they welcomed me in like, oh, okay, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, that that's about it. That's the I guess the clearest view, but I I love it, man. Now it's this whole new journey of getting on the cruise ships and like just coming here and 
this this a lot of if if you feel some type of way about cruise ships uh, uh again these uh stigmas that comedians put around each other this is the best way it's all about your situation so my situation now what are my goals let's say if i was to explain my goal is like i want to end up on a tv show i want to end up in doing movies and doing a sitcom and i want all that stuff mm -hmm. that's what my goal is that's what i'm um shooting towards but one of the main ways that you get that now that i moved to los angeles is like staying in town now, a good friend again gave me that advice because i was in town and still going on the road yeah and first of all financially it makes no sense because you're spending so much money on flights going because most of the places you're getting shipped to is on the east coast mm -hmm. but with this this allows me to if if this works out the way that i think it's going to work out this will allow me to be home more in los angeles be able to keep on mingling keep on meeting making new uh connections mm -hmm. helping out taking my acting classes i'm still working you know learning how to write a script doing all that stuff this allows me to do that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've talked about this when I've talked to crews, uh, guys who do ships too on the show, that it is a different animal than a regular uh, club set. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of comics just can't do it. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They're either too intimidated by it or they just can't do it because you have to know how to adjust. You have to be, uh, you, you can't let the fact that you have five-year-olds in the front row throw you off. Yeah. You have to know which how to is be. a big deal it, it is a big it, deal it, it yeah big deal like like i can honestly tell you we do a seven o'clock show just you know behind the curtain stuff we do a seven o'clock show and there's usually kids in the front row yep. and right away if you didn't um i'm not a set list type of guy oh i'm writing out my set list this is set. but here i've had to apply that discipline yeah and uh flip probably witnessed it where only a comic can pick up on it when you see a comic on stage editing his jokes. You just see it in his eyes. You see it in his brain. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's at a certain speed where I'm telling the jokes, but I'm also editing. Oh, can't say that. Can't as you're going, that. yeah. As I'm going. Especially me that I'm opening the show, you know. So it's, it's a whole different animal. And uh, like I said, but this this gets me somewhere where I need to be, where I want to be. So, you know, in order to get what you want, sometimes you got to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. And there's certain comics feel like they don't want to do this. They don't want to put themselves through the editing program of their and jokes. You know what? If, if And my opinion is if you don't want to do it, yeah. cool. It's more work for yeah. us. You know? Exactly. Or like, or that whole thing. Oh, what are my, what are my friends going to think about me? Or like that's an so, actual is that like, an actual that's an actual like what are other comics gonna think of me and it's like that's don't something worry that, about that yeah. dude just pay your rent and, and get going yeah dude. I don't. mean the, the the I think anybody the, the worst thing anybody can do to themselves is think about what other people are gonna think about them yeah. you know especially a comic and because and I and I'll be honest, for a while, there was I had this stigma about cruise ships. I was like, oh, that's where comics go to die and blah. Mm -hmm. But as you could see, like the cruise ships are becoming the new thing. There's, you know, my contemporaries, your contemporaries that are doing this. There's young crowds. They have an actual comedy club yeah. 
You know, you don't have to, so the buffet, you know, you could do a buffet joke, but that's not your whole act. You yeah. could still do your act. Yeah. Just keep it clean. That's yeah. basically the gist. Yeah. You know? That's basically, yeah, yeah, that's it. You don't need to do any, what Flip just said. You, I, you don't have, you could just do your act. I yeah. do my act. I say my lines. I, it's and just, they're still working. Exactly. And everything. Just like and people are walking. Here's the thing that's amazing. I don't know how it was back then, but here's the thing: it is an actual club built in the ship. In the ship, yeah. So the people that walk in there, they're not strolling, and they also need to know they're they've already paid for all this in advance, but they need to schedule their tickets. Mm-hmm. So the people who are walking in, like. I ask, hey, how many people have been to a comedy show before? 95% of the room re- tells me yes. Yep. Yeah, we've been to a comedy show before. They know what they're in for. And right. me and you have had this conversation. Wow, there's so many people you think that, no, these people, they've been to comedy shows. They're taking a break. We're out at sea right now. Let me go laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'll walk out and then I'll go see at midnight another a show for after Rob, midnight. After midnight, which is at midnight would uh, yeah. be pretty good. Chris Hardwick was here. That's all right. I'm dyslexic in my brain and with words. So it's anyway, a, it's okay. Ode ad and low. Yeah, He's trying to do Orlando backward. Yeah, uh, call me Puff. funny. I understood it though. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're getting Broadway shows. You're doing all that. So. Right. So yeah, we're part of the entertainment package. But like yeah. you said, people they they they're making reservations to come see us. And I, I'm sure you've noticed, like, sometimes during the set, some people walk out because either they don't get it mm-hmm. or they have a reservation for somewhere else. Yeah. And that's another thing that there's a, co- you know, in the comic mentality, if, like, you're in a club on land and you see people walking out, you think you're eating shit. No. And you might go, hey, what the fuck? Why are you leaving? Yeah. But on the ship, you also got to, you've got to remember, like, people are going to walk out for whatever reason. Either, again, they don't get it or... They're having a good time, but they got a dinner reservation, or yeah. they have to get to another show, and yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of behind-the-curtain stuff we're, we're talking about, but the, the and then they give us a little gift at the end of every show, and that, that at the end of every night of shows is the gift that a lot of people don't know about is that 11 o'clock show. That 11 o'clock show, 18 and over. We get to be... Go get ahead. to let loose a little let, bit. Go be the go get go nuts. Yeah, not too, nuts, not too nuts. The only parameters we yeah. talked about this that you have to remember is uh, don't get political because mm-hmm. especially nowadays politics is the most divisive thing in the world. Yeah, and when you're on a cruise ship, you don't want to divide the audience. No, they're everybody's on vacation. Exactly. Man. And the other thing, you know, you could do like I'm Jewish and I do some kind of superficial Jewish jokes, but don't get into like, you know. Uh, Damn Middle East and Muslims and blah, blah, you know, with religion shit, just don't do any of that either. Those yeah. are the two basic parameters you should yeah. always stay away from. Two basic things you always say. Other than that, on the adult show, like you said, yeah. and don't get graphic. Don't start going and, so this bitch's cunt smelled like shit and the pussy was dripping and, yeah. you know, because I know that's how you usually open. Yeah, that's all my opening. You so just did my... I'm proud of you that you yeah. had, that you cut that out of the oh, opening. Thank you, thank you. But dude, I'm very, um, it's it's great seeing you on the ships, man, and I'm, I no doubt you're going to be bumped to headliner soon enough. Yep. And um, I thank you very much for doing this, man. Where oh. can people uh, find you online? HeyLando.com. Hey Lando? Hey Lando. Oh, Hey Lando. H-E-Y. Lando. Lando.com. Yeah. Nice, yeah. man. And, uh, and, and social media. Hey, man, before you wrap up and yeah. tell all your stuff, and thank you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Flip has, uh, he's answered over a thousand questions by now. I buy him a drink. I bought him one drink. 
I owe you a drink. Yeah. No, no, no. I no, no, I you did. one And that, drink. by the way, that, and, and I appreciate it, but to, to any comics out there, remember, the op- it's very nice that you did that, and I let you because you're a gentleman, but the headliner should always be buying drinks for the opener. Or dinner. No, we'll just stick to drinks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but I do appreciate that, and it's been my pleasure to work with you, and I'm sure I'll be working with you again. And, uh, yeah, so HeyLando.com, your, all your social media, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, all that fun stuff. All that is at HeyLando. Excellent. And then you guys know you can check me out at uh, FlipIsFunny.com, uh, at FlipSchultz on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and at WFDPodcast um, uh, on Twitter. And uh, what's for dinner podcast.com. You guys have been great. Thanks so much. I'll try to get some more uh, podcasts coming out on a more regular basis again. But uh, maybe it'll be another couple months and you'll hear a little surprise. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye bye. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.